10 to 1, episode 18. Top 10 Hymns. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Melissa Kozer. And I'm Brian Kozer. I chose today's list, Top 10 Hymns. So we're going to be talking about our favorite devotional songs. So uh, I think it's the same for you as it was for me. Most of the churches that I went to growing up sang a lot of hymns. Yeah. Uh, so um, Almost exclusively hymns. Right. So hymns, uh, meaning um, these older songs, uh, older style, they're written for congregational singing. Uh, they have verses usually, uh, like I think four verses is the most common. There's sometimes a chorus at the end. There's harmonies, uh, simple melody usually in the in the music. There's usually an emphasis on doctrine, and not that those things aren't in contemporary music, but those are just some characteristics of of the. Yeah. Christian hymns that I'm thinking of. Traditional hymns. Right, traditional English hymns. Uh, so then we're, I'm not going to distinguish in this list between like, hymns and gospel songs and and other clarifications like that. They're all psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Right. I'm with just, which we make melody. <laughs> uh, so I just basically chose uh, songs from uh, before, I think all of mine are before 1900. But there's some I would consider in this classification from from the early 1900s, at least, or maybe even mid-1900s. Yeah, and I didn't bother looking up the years for mine, my songs, so uh, if I have crossovers with Brian, then we'll know what year they are. Ta-da! <laughs> yep. Uh, so, I, so I said I grew up with hymns, and I think that's one of the reasons that I like them. I mean, if I'd grown up with a different kind of music... I'd probably yeah. prefer that. Nostalgia plays some part of it. Mm -hmm. And just being familiar with it. Right. It kind of means something to you. Right. And also, like I mentioned, the melody is provided as as well as the harmony mm -hmm. uh, in the written music. So it's usually in a, in a printed book that you're singing out of. And I really like having the harmony there because I prefer to sing bass because right. I have a lower voice. Um, and a lot of the more contemporary songs are harder for me to sing. I think they were not necessarily meant for congregational singing. A lot of times they're, mm -hmm. they're more uh, like solo music or, or special music intended to be. And so uh, higher male voice usually. Well, and just in general, they're hard for anybody to harmonize along with because they don't have the printed music. Which isn't a bad thing. Right, it's right. just if you've never heard the song before, mm -hmm. then you don't you can't read the music, and so you don't know where if the you know if the tone is going to go up or down or which way it's going to go. Right, that does help. So I guess maybe I should have started by saying, of course, music is a touchy subject, especially <laughs> at least in our circle in our Christian circles. Seems to be pretty touchy, and so there's some churches that only sing hymns and they won't sing any contemporary music. And there's some, and I and I think that's, I don't think that's necessarily uh, good. I think that's too bad because there's a lot of contemporary songs that, yeah, um, honor God and and are really beautiful and um, have good things for you. And there's some churches that never sing hymns, just sing contemporary music. Yeah. And that's too bad, too, because there's a lot of good doctrine in these songs. There's, there's some, some rich mm -hmm. doctrine and, and just rich meaning. And, a lot of and, them are very beautiful, very yeah. um, stirring, I find them to be. Well, and, and just so. kind of the rich tradition, too, mm -hmm. the history behind some of these songs and why they were written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, if, if you're not, if you're cutting off all songs that were written before 20 years ago, that's too bad. But if you're only singing songs that were written a couple hundred years ago... Because then, that's just the way we've always done it. Then... That's not necessarily the way too. to do it either. Right. Okay, so how much crossover do you think we're going to have? Um, let me see here. 
I think I... I'm going to say at least four. Really? I was thinking yeah. maybe only about two. So we'll see. I don't know. I I think at least four. All right. Well, we'll see. And so we'll start with your number 10. Okay. Well, my number 10 is called Christ the Lord is Risen Today hmm. by Charles Wesley. And I really like songs about Jesus rising from the dead. I think... It's a theme that's not really emphasized much in Christianity, unfortunately, because in Christian music. well, in, just in Christianity in general, because without Christ rising from the dead, we have no hope. So I hear a lot of preachers talk about Jesus died for your sins, and so you need to repent and trust uh, God to save you, yada yada. But, you know, and they do touch on, yes, and he rose back from the dead, and then he's uh, sitting in heaven with with God now. But they just kind of run through that and gloss over it sometimes, and it doesn't receive as much emphasis as Jesus died for your sins. And I think they're both important. So anyway, Hmm. uh, kind of along the same lines, the only time just about that... Songs about Jesus rising from the dead or song mm-hmm. are on Easter. Right. Which, yes, that's a good time to sing it. <laughs> and I understand Christmassy songs about Jesus coming uh, to earth uh, at, you know, as a baby. Those are only sung at Christmas. But I would think, doctrinally at least, uh, it'd be fine to sing the quote-unquote Easter songs year-round and not just save them for on Easter mm-hmm. for Resurrection Sunday. So, And there's, there's some really good songs, and this is one of them. So the tune is, Christ the Lord is risen today, hallelujah. Sons of men and angels say, Hallelujah. Raise your joys and triumphs high, Hallelujah. Sing ye heavens and earth reply, Hallelujah. And it's just a very pretty tune. It goes on to say, how our glorious king lives again, where, O death, is now thy sting. Dying once, he all doth save, where thy victory, O grave. And, you know, it's just really rejoicing in the fact that Jesus has gotten the victory over sin and death. So, little, I'll try and get off my soapbox now. We need to sing these resurrection songs more often. And that's my number 10. Christ the Lord is risen today. Okay. Yeah, written in 1739, which I looked up because that was an honorable mention for me. That's a good one. All right, so my number 10 is All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name by Edward Peronet. I like that one a lot. Written in 1779, uh, and I looked all these up on hymnary.org. So if you're looking up information on hymns, that's a great place to do it. Hymnary.org, or yeah, hymnary, H-Y-M-N. ARY.org. So, yeah, all hail the power of Jesus' name. I think this wasn't on my list until you just played in church. Oh, on the piano. really? Yep. So, uh, that reminded me how much I like this one. It uh, is very majestic sounding. Mm hmm. Yeah, and that's a theme that is going to be on my list. I like the, the hymns that sound majestic. Uh, majestic and uh, grand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same so. here. Then I think I know one of the ones that's going to be on your list. Maybe. But I'll tell you if we get to it. <laughs> could be, could be. All right, uh, so I'll just sing the first verse. By the way, we're going to be singing the first verse of each of these songs, so mm-hmm. you've been warned. <laughs> All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, so I like that one a lot. I think it used to be 
my third favorite or second favorite or something. And uh, it's not anymore, but I still really like it. So that's my number 10. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Now, what about the one that's got the same words, but a different tune? It's like, all hail the power of Jesus' mm-hmm. name. Yeah, so one thing that I found out, and it's really interesting, from hymnary.org, I I believe they are looking, I believe this is from Catholic hymnals, I'm not exactly sure, but they have a graph on a lot of these pages and show which is the most common tune with a lot of these hymns, because a lot of these hymns, the author wrote the words, and that's the year I'm, I'm giving for these, the year the author wrote the words. Right. But then there were tunes, uh, there's songs that were written later, some uh, much, much later, you know, 50 years later, and uh, most of these hymns have multiple songs, and so... Probably because of the meter that they're written in, you can fit different tunes to them. Yeah, since since they have those simple melodies, that, that would make it easier. Right. I know. Or, I know about music. I'm sure. saying the meter, like where the accents fall for each word and and kind of the the rhyming nature of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what meter is. Okay. All right, so your number nine? <laughs> My number nine is Christ Arose. So still tag along. <laughs> on an Easter kick. Yeah, I'm on an Easter kick. Uh, but I really like this one. It's by Robert Lowry, and Mm. I really love how it starts off kind of slow, sort of sad sounding, and then it really picks up on the chorus. It goes, low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior. Waiting the coming day, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. And I really just love how when it gets to the chorus, it just sounds mm-hmm. so joyful. <laughs> so the words fit the music perfectly. And every time we sing this, I just get so stirred and so joyful over the fact that Christ has arisen. So that is my number nine. Okay. 1874 is the year of that one. Ah. Yeah, I don't have uh, my latest one. I don't have any after 1874, actually. Interesting, interesting. All right. Uh, so my number nine is Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. I like that one. By William Williams. Way to go, parents. <laughs> 1745. That's lazy parenting naming there. <laughs> yes. William Williams. No offense, but folks. <laughs> so this one I don't think is is as common. I don't remember singing it growing up. I've heard it as a, an instrumental uh, piece a few times, but... I don't know if I've ever sung it in church. Not sure, but it's a good one. We should sing it more. All right. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but you are mighty. Hold me with your powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Feed me till I want no more. Yeah, it's a good song. It just doesn't it's a really good move one. me, Bob. Uh, it's a really good one. And uh, if you're Catholic, you sing it, Feed Me Now and Evermore. I thought that was interesting. So a little bit different focus there. Hmm. Between the, I think he was Methodist. With the Eucharist, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, I think this, I think the writer was Methodist. So he's writing from a protestant perspective so that's my Take number that, nine catholics guide me without <laughs> what's your number eight <laughs> okay my number eight 
is one that I suspect might be a crossover for us. It's okay. Wonderful Grace of Jesus. Hmm. That's not a crossover. Well, I really thought this would be on your list. <laughs> That's okay. a good one. It's fun to sing. It's it's very fun to sing. There's a couple. There was another one that I didn't consider because I don't like it as much, but it did come to mind just because it is also fun to sing. Hmm. And we used to sing it in college. It was the the awakening the chorus. awakening chorus, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a fun one to sing. But this one, kind of in the same vein, but it's also got really great uh, words, and it just sounds again really joyful and excited as you're singing about the wonderful grace of Jesus. It goes, "Wonderful grace of Jesus, greater than all my sin." How shall my tongue describe it? Where shall its praise begin? Taking away my burden, setting my spirit free, for the wonderful grace of Jesus reaches me. Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling sea. Wonderful grace, all sufficient for me, for even me. Broader than the scope of my transgressions, greater far than all my sin and shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus, praise his name. So yeah, it's got a lot of really fun parts, especially on the chorus you've got the men and the women having alternating parts mm-hmm. and yep. uh, they complement each other well and then it's got a very broad range mm-hmm. of of notes. It mm-hmm. goes pretty low and pretty high. So there's yep. something in there for all voices, <laughs> I like to think. <laughs> yes. But it's it's got some really good words. Uh, Wonderful Grace of Jesus reaching to all the lost. By I have been pardoned Saved to the uttermost, for the wonderful grace of Jesus reaches me. And that's really moving to think about, that God's grace reaches me. And you apply that to whoever you are, no matter what you've done. It reaches me. Yeah. My number eight. It reminds me of that Star Trek episode with the space hippies. Boo. I reach you, man. Boo. Oh, one one other fun thing about this is uh, the guy who wrote it. His name is Haldor Lilenas. If that's not an elf name, take me out and fire me. Yeah, that kind of is. And he wrote that in 1918, so our first 19... Our first elf! Anyway, enough about Haldor. My number eight is The Solid Rock by Edward Mote, 1834. And there's a few uh, with similar names. So The Solid Rock is the one that goes... My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Yeah, I did consider this one for mine, but I rejected it. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I've heard it. There's a really good version sung by a men's quartet, I think it was from West Coast, that I really enjoyed. And yeah, no, I I like that picture, which is from the Bible of, of God as a rock, and uh, the rock that's our foundation that we uh, can build our lives on, that we can stand on. Hmm. It's a comforting thought. It's so. not a boulder, it's a rock! Who knew I... that you would be the first to quote Spongebob on this podcast? No, oh, no, what have I done? Who knew? Boo. I associate that song, actually, with a story that I had to read when I was, I don't know, I for, I even forget what grade, but it was in one of my, for one of my grades, and it was about this man and his son and they live in a lighthouse, and then one one day they come across this abandoned child washed up on the shore, and they adopt her, and uh, there's this old fisherman, and he keeps on saying that they need to plant their lives on the solid rock, and he sings this song to them. (laughs) 
kind of a cheesy story. A lot of Christian stories are, but... Hmm. No argument here. No argument here. Did make the song stick in my head, so I guess there's that. There's something for it. All right, my number seven is called A Mighty Fortress is Our God by Hmm. Martin Luther. Good old Martin Luther. And unfortunately, I actually had to look up who wrote this earlier. <laughs> uh, that, I, uh, that was it. Yep. Uh, and then after I saw it, I was like, "Of course, of course, it's Martin Luther. Why couldn't I remember that?" Yeah. But one of the few. I know for one. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some. It's like, well, if it's not, if it's not Fanny Crosby, then it's probably Charles Wesley <laughs> or Ron Hamilton for more contemporary music. <laughs> but. Uh, this one is so stirring every time I hear it, especially instrumental. Mm-hmm. It is powerful. Uh, BJU, uh, Bob Jones University, their music organization is called Soundforth, I think. And they have one of their really old CDs. They had an arrangement of this song, and boy, is it powerful. With a full choir and full orchestra, Mm -hmm. fantastic job. Love hearing a full choir and orchestra sing this and play it. Mm -hmm. But uh, the words are just so stirring. And you, every time that I hear it, I almost feel like Martin Luther is right here with us, and he's singing it, and and it's... I just kind of get a glimpse into <laughs> his soul as he was writing these words and a glimpse into his relationship with God. So the song goes, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood. Of mortal ills prevailing, for still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate, on earth is not his evil. All right, now. If you just stop there, which so many churches do, soapbox time, so many churches sing just the first verse and the last verse, which is fine for most hymns, but that does not work for this song. You have to sing all four verses, because if not, you just ended verse one singing about Satan and how on earth is not his equal. You, and then you skip to verse 4 where it just says, That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. And so we're, we're left wondering, well, whose word? Is it Satan's word? So you have to sing all four verses on this <laughs> song. So it ends with verse 1, On earth there isn't Satan's equal. Verse 2, Did we in our own strength confide, our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he, Lord Sabaoth his name, from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. So at least, people, at least sing verse 2, verses 1, 2, and 4. If you're going to skip a verse, it could be verse 3. But even still, that's another good one, because then it goes on to talk about how we don't tremble for for Satan, because we can en- we can endure his rage. For lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. And then on to verse 4. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. And it's talking about how the word of God is that word that shall fell the devil. Mm-hmm. So if there's any music leaders out there that are listening to this, please, please, for the love of heaven, <laughs> don't skip any of these verses. <laughs> nice. That's my number seven. Yeah, that was uh, an honorable mention for me. I do like that one. It used to be higher for me, and I do still like it. Uh, it was written in 1529 by Martin Luther, like you said. Did you know that this song is in Catholic hymnals nowadays? All right, so my number seven is Praise to the Lord, the Almighty by Joachim Neander. 
written in 1680. So I bet I you'll like recognize one this one yeah. if you don't already after I start singing it. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise him for he is your health and salvation. Come all who hear, now to his temple draw near. Join me in glad adoration. Yeah, so I, these top seven, I are my very, very favorites. And especially this one um, really exemplifies what I was talking about earlier about the really grand hymns uh, that really um, kind of put you in awe. And um, uh, this one really, uh, really does that for me. So. Do you have anything to say about about this one? Yeah, I like it. Um, I really like there's a an arrangement that I have in one of my piano books that I've played before. I don't know if you remember it or not. I'll have to play it again then. If it's long enough for you to have forgotten it, then it'll probably be fresh and new for when I next play it in church. Probably so. But it's definitely one I can always trot out at just about any time. So, yeah, I'll play it soon. All right, yeah, just a little bit of trivia. So, Joachim Neander, that last name might sound a little bit familiar. He was who the Neander Valley was named after. And you say, well, what is the Neander Valley? The that's, Neanderthals? That's where they found the the bones for Neanderthal Man. Wow. So, it was named after that valley, which was named after this hymn writer. So, little little trivia for you. So, they named a hoax after him? That's my number seven. <laughs> Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. All right, my number six is a song called Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus, which I really love this song. It is so stirring and brings tears to my eyes a lot of times because it talks about how deep Jesus' love is for us. And it's very poetic, very descriptive, flowery. And unfortunately... I don't know that there are any churches that sing it. If there are some churches, then I haven't attended them that sing this song. In fact, I don't even know how I came across this, how I know this song. But it's in just about every hymnal. It's by Samuel Trevor Francis. There's two different versions of it. The one that I like is the music music by Thomas J. Williams. And it goes, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, fast, unmeasured, boundless, free, rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over me. Underneath me, all around me, is the current of thy love, leading onward, leading homeward, to my glorious rest above. Beautiful song, beautiful melodies and harmonies. And I kind of like that it's in a little bit of a minor tone, minor key. There were a couple others actually that I considered for this list that were in kind of a minor key. I guess some of the minor keys just really speak to me. And uh, I really, really wish churches would sing this song. It's so beautiful and poetic. So that is my number six. Yeah, it might be because it's in a minor key that I don't really care for it. Well, boo to you. <laughs> boo to me. All right, so let's talk about a better one. Number six. Oh. My number six. We'll see. Is Come Thou Fount by Robert Robinson. It's higher on my list. Way to go, parents again. So you agree with me. This is a better one. Shushies. Robert Robinson, 1758. And... Um, why don't we just wait until we get to it on your list before we talk about it? So, all right. What? That's my number six. What's your number five? All right, my number five is 
I Sing the Mighty Power of God by Isaac Watts. Mm, 1715. Higher on my list. All right. I won't say anything more about it then. All right. So on Just to... blowing through these. Yeah. So that was your number five? Yeah. All right. So that's two crossovers. <laughs> Boom. There we go. That's the two crossovers I predicted. So, we're gonna have at boom. least we're gonna have one more at the very least, okay. and I'm I'm predicting two more. We'll see. We'll see. I think we will. Uh, maybe my my late addition might be on your list. All right. So my number five is "It Is Well with My Soul," Horatio Gates Spafford. Third crossover. 1863. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on to your number four then. My number four is And Can It Be by oh. Charles Wesley. Boom! My list. <laughs> Boom! I told you! I told him. I told him. Well, good job, good job. All right, on to my number five. It is your four. My four, which was lower on your list for some reason, instead of higher, like on mine. Because I have some that I like better. I sing the mighty Dumper. power of God. Isaac Watts, 1715. Okay, so... Uh, how you feel about praise to the Lord the Almighty? That's this one for me. I sing the mighty power of God. Well, it's both for me. It's higher on my well, list. Well, I like them both too. Yeah. But I love how it begins, and, and you know, all of all on one note, no melody all at, at all for like the first five or six notes, and then it's and then it splits off into harmonies. I don't know, that just really hmm. makes it even more grandiose to me. Hmm. A little more unique mm -hmm. from most of the hymns. Was there anything you wanted to say about it? Oh, I thought we were going to sing it. I thought you were going to talk about it, and then we would sing it. I usually, I've been singing mine. But... Okay, let's sing. I sing the mighty power of God that made the mountains rise. That spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies. I sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule the day. The moon shines full at his command and all the stars obey. Boom. Nice. Nailed it. First try. Right. Alright. So tell us how that makes you feel. Me? Or well, I'm more... sure our listeners are going to let us know how it made them feel. Yeah, true. If if they're still listening. Good point, good point. Uh, yeah, no, I mean the same thing that I said for Praise to the Lord the Almighty. It's about, it. this one is all about creation. All four verses are about creation and uh, things that God has made. So it really brings uh, the, the splendor of of the earth that God's made, I think. Uh, did you know this was written for children, this song? No, I did not know that. Yep. Uh, I can see that. Isaac Watts, I think, is, is who I said it was. Yeah, wrote it as a children's song. Yeah. And just over time, it became, uh, more than that, became a, a hymn that Christians of all ages would sing. Any comments from you? I think I already said how it made me feel, how I like it and stuff before we sing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just enough you had thought of anything else. Right. No, I think so that's, that's it. That's my number four. What number was that for you? That was my number five. Awesome. All right, so what is your number three? Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Ah, uh, yes. By Robert Robinson. Yeah. 1758. That was my number six. So I really love, I think more than anything, the tune of this song. Yeah, yeah. Is just what gets me every time. It's... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's all the right chords. It hits yeah. all the right strings in my heart. But I like the words, too. The words are really good, but I think more than anything, it's the music. Uh, I will say on the third verse, that one, that's the verse that really does get me and oftentimes does uh, bring tears to my eyes. <laughs> it says, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. And that's the the part right there that 
breaks my heart because it's true. I am prone to leave the God I love and what's more, the God who loves me. Uh, but then it ends on a note of hope. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. On a note of dedication that mm-hmm. I've wandered away, but I'm coming back to you, God. Ready to sing? Let's do it. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy praise. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me song, melodious song, and song by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount, I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Yeah, I, I really like that one too. It was my number six. Um, I think like you, I like the tune a lot better than the words. That's why it, it used to be my number two. It used to be my very favorite for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I when I was putting this list together and just comparing it to some of these other hymns, I put it down to six because the words aren't as as powerful as strong yeah right to me but but they're still really good as well and oh man that's probably my favorite bass part in any mm, hymn yeah so, it's fun yeah i i like it a lot it had to be my number three though because because every time i hear it played or sung it stirs me mm-hmm. especially it mm-hmm. makes me think yeah. of that third verse prone to wander lord i feel it Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it for thy courts above. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's your two, or your three, My rather? three is uh, not a crossover, I don't think. It's Like a River Glorious. Nope. Francis Ridley Havergale, 1874. And that one goes, Like a river glorious is God's perfect peace. Overall victorious in its bright increase. Perfect yet it floweth fuller every day. Perfect yet it groweth deeper all the way. Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed. Finding, as he promised, perfect peace and rest. Yeah, I like that one a lot, but it just didn't no. didn't work for getting into my top ten. Oh, uh, yeah. I really like that one. I really like all the verses for that one. It's really, really beautiful. I think it's probably the most poetic of the, the hymns here that I like. Um, really beautiful words. And uh, we got to see a... Uh, I guess it was a play, a short play, on the life of the author, Francis Ridley Havergale. So that was kind of neat to learn a little bit about. Was I there with the you when you saw uh, it, or was it like your family saw it? It seems like you were there. It was in college. It was Miss Johnston's uh, speech teacher, her graduate recital, I believe. Nope, not ringing so, a bell. Okay, well, I went with some pe- someone. Huh. Not as a date, apparently. So, but yeah. Huh. Yep. Uh, so I, I really like that. I really like the the music. Another really good bass part as well. So that's my number three. Like a River Glorious. All right. My number two, you've already mentioned. It's called It Is Well by yeah. Horatio G. Spafford. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Let's sing it, and then we'll talk about it. All right. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. With my soul. It is 
is well, it is well with my soul. All right, and that song is best when on the fourth verse, or after the third verse, the piano player goes and raises the the key by uh, yeah. a half step or a whole <laughs> step or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the fourth is about Christ's return. Yeah. Lord, yes. haste the day when the faith shall be sight. The clouds mm-hmm. be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Even so. It is well with my soul. Powerful. And you feel it in the whole church mm-hmm. when everybody sings out with gusto on this song. I don't yeah. I don't think there's anybody that dislikes this song. But <laughs> you feel it. The whole church just comes alive when mm. they sing this song. And especially that last verse. Everybody just gives it everything they've got. And that's this is one of the few songs that uh, you feel the lord's presence when i do when mm-hmm. when we're singing yeah. it i really feel like the lord is magnified when we're singing this song yeah yeah the fourth verse always get yeah shivers each time so, yeah it is a really good one um it's not this, always good acapella because it can drag yeah like if you're singing it in a we sang it in, in our college dorms sometimes, and it oh, would, yeah, it would really start to drag. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, really good. This was my number five. Really like this hymn. Well, and if you think about the story behind this song, right? I don't right. know many of the stories behind most hymns, mm-hmm. but this one I do know. Do you, do you want to share it? or? Yeah, so briefly it was uh, Horatio Spafford, um, basically his children, uh, both of his daughters died on a um, ocean voyage. Wasn't it his wife too? No. no, his wife lived, right? His wife lived. I think she. I've heard she had me- mental health problems after that. Like it, it really affected her. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if that's true or not. I wasn't able to to verify that when I was researching for this episode. But um, but his two daughters both died on um, a crossing. Right, crossing to between England. England and America. Yeah. And so... Um, the ship sank, I think. Right, yeah. Ship sank. So, big big um, accident. So, you know, very difficult time of his life. Maybe the most difficult time in his life. And was still able to, to pen the words that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was still able to find peace. I he know. Was still well with his soul. So, I know. And amazing. that just... Just the story of it stirs me. Just mm-hmm. thinking of the peace that he found in God, even in such a time when his heart was broken yep and and it kind of gives me hope for any time that we might find great grief in our lives if if it should come to our lives in the future Mm. that you know god's grace has been there for christians in the past and it'll be there for us through whatever we go through yeah good one way to go horatio all right so that was your number two yes my number five my number two is one that I had heard many times before, or I'd heard it a few times at least. Never sung it before, but just recently heard a special in church, someone singing it, and it reminded me of the song, and so it instantly went on my list, went all the way up to number two. Wow. I was really considering, was this my favorite hymn? Wow. I was really thinking about it. And it is. Any guesses? I'm trying to think. Who sang it in church? It was the Chicarellis. Oh. It's Complete in Thee. Yes, yes. Complete in Thee by Aaron R. Wolf, 1858. Okay, I didn't know it was that old of a song. I thought it was a more contemporary song. No, it was, so 1858, a while ago, but it's only more recently gotten popular. So I'm not sure what the reason for that is. If, If someone rediscovered it and put it in a... A musical production or you know if there was a singing group that that made it popular yeah. or or what it was but boy uh, i guess it's been found in more hymnals lately too mm, people have been missing out so, on this song yeah it's a really good one so this one goes complete in thee no work of mine may take dear lord the place of thine thy blood hath pardon bought for me 
and I am now complete in thee. Yea, justified, O blessed thought, and sanctified salvation wrought, thy blood hath pardon bought for me, and glorified I too shall be. Oh, yeah, I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, talking about Christ's work in justification, and then even talking about sanctification, sanctification and, yeah. and mentioning uh, glorification there right at the end. So Just covers the whole spectrum. Yeah. So, and a really beautiful tune. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really, really like this. There's a, so I'm going to put together a YouTube playlist for all of these hymns. So you can go and listen to uh, the whole hymn and probably someone a little bit better than us. Yeah. Singing it, maybe a choir <laughs> or something. Um, but for this one, there's a, a singer. Ben Everson. Ben Everson. Yep. That sings acapella. Oh my goodness. He'll sing, um, acapella where he'll sing multiple parts himself and that like record all the different parts and then and put then them all together. Them together yeah. And uh, that's my favorite favorite song that he sings. It's it's really, really good. It is one of my favorite songs that he sings. So I'll put a link to that yeah. um, mm. in that. In that you guys playlist. are in for a treat. Yeah, so <laughs> that's my number two. I wondered if it might make it onto your list after after just hearing it so recently. I didn't. I thought it was a contemporary song. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. I didn't realize I it myself. was from back in the day. I did wonder, but yeah. so yeah, you saying that makes me look up. It, I looked up a song that I had dismissed because I thought it was a contemporary song, mm-hmm. and it turns out it is actually. Okay. So unfortunately, <laughs> well, but it's. Uh, I'm sure, we'll do a contemporary. Okay, I'll save song it. List at some. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, you can tell us if you want. We will do a list. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll save it. All right. All right, my number one. So what's one. your number one? Wait, number one. You already mentioned it, right? It was a crossover? Nope. Oh, it wasn't? I, oh. I don't think that we have this as a crossover. Uh, let me guess then. Is it Fanny Crosby? Nope. In fact, I didn't have any Fanny Crosby on my yeah, there's, list. Yeah, there's a couple honorable mentions that I have for her. Uh, let's see. I think I know what your number one might be. You probably do, because I've, I've told you before that's my number one. I've told you before what it is. I've told I like? you I want you to play at my funeral. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure right. I stored that away. Yeah. Go Melissa's right last wishes <laughs> will not be heated, apparently. Go put it on a to-do list. Well, you got to put that in your in your will or something, because I'm not going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a song for a funeral? No, I don't I don't remember. Go ahead and tell me. Uh, it's called Jesus Loves Even Me by Philip P. Bliss. Oh, uh, yeah. Good old, yeah. Good old Philip Bliss. Yeah. Yeah, I know the song. I didn't remember you liked it that much. Oh, yeah. So we talked earlier about, which was it of mine? Uh, Well, I don't remember which song it was. But I think I said something earlier about how uh, the love of Jesus, that he loves me, is, is just powerful to me. The fact that Jesus can love me uh, with all of my wretched things that I've done, the wretched person that I am, oh, wretched man that I am, <laughs> who will, who shall save me? I thank God through Christ Jesus. And that's what this song encapsulates for me. Jesus loves even me. So it goes, I am so glad that our Father in heaven tells of his love in the book he has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the dearest that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. And I just like how joyful it sounding it is. The words and the music fit perfectly together. So the second verse also goes, Though if, though I forget him and wander away, still he doth love me where, wherever I stray. Back to his dear loving arms would I flee when I remember that Jesus loves me. And every time that I get away from God, this is really what always makes me ashamed and, and draws me back to God, away from my sin is the fact that even in spite of all of I, all that I've done and how I've rebelled against him again, he still loves me and still 
wants to take care of me. It's the prodigal son and the father running out to meet him and hugging him even while he's still mm. filthy. Mm-hmm. It's that whole story right there. And it's it's beautiful. My number one. I'm done. <laughs> That's a good number one. My number one, on the other hand, go ahead and guess. You said you think you know what it is. Well, we didn't do and can it be, right? Oh, okay. So that was, I couldn't remember if you had mentioned that one or not. Well, I was thinking God of Our Fathers, and then I remembered, oh yeah, we didn't sing And Can It Be yet, so that's got to be your number one. No, God of Our Fathers, that's a good one. I don't think the music is that great on that one. Oh, I love it, with the trumpet fanfare. Yeah, the trumpet fanfare is fine, but I don't know, the bass part is kind of weak. Same thing with that. I don't judge a song by its bass part. Yeah, it's a little selfish of me, a little shallow, but... I like what I like, and I like bass parts. <laughs> so I haven't mentioned all of mine, but pretty much all of mine have a really good bass part, and they're really enjoyable for me to sing. So, uh, yes, and can it be is my number one. So that is Charles Wesley, who I don't know. Have we talked about Charles Wesley yet? Yeah, he. Is our first Charles Wesley on the list? No, my first Charles Wesley was Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Oh, okay, that's right. So Charles Wesley, 1738. So uh, well, we'll talk about him a little bit more after we sing first verse of And Can It Be. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me, who caused his pain, for me, who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Yeah, another really powerful, really powerful hymn. The It goes on. And uh, there's the picture of uh, the person who's singing, sings about being in chains in a dungeon, I believe. Very and, poetic. Yeah, very poetic. And then um, at, at the climax, I guess, of the song, or the climax of that verse anyway, because it's not the last verse, uh, his uh, chains fall off and Jesus calls him out of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very... And clothed in righteousness divine. Right, yeah, then it goes on and, and it moves to, the setting moves to heaven. Bold I approach the eternal throne mm-hmm. and claim the crown through Jesus Christ my own. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's very powerful. It and, sounds so triumphant. <laughs> yep, yeah, I, I like the the story this one tells. And, and I wish more people, more churches would sing all four verses. <laughs> yeah, it's a really beautiful song, too. Yeah, this is another one that gives me chills. Oh, I know. On, on that, I don't that get song. chills as much as with It Is Well. Hmm. Just because I don't feel that the whole church just throws themselves into it. But <laughs> it is it is a really good it one. Is well. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. That knock on it. But yeah, so Charles Wesley, uh, 1700s. He was a Methodist. Uh, I believe he was a pastor as well as a songwriter. His brother was more famous as a pastor, John Wesley, um, the starter of the Methodist movement. But uh, Charles Wesley, he wrote over 6,000 hymns. That's which crazy. Is, which is nuts that you could write 6,000 different hymns. And so a lot of his are are popular even today. And I think Anne Canopy is, is definitely his best. He, I, I believe it was Charles Wesley that started started the trend of writing songs that were more about personal experience. It was more the person singing is talking about their own selves. Instead and what, of, what God's done for them. Kind right. Of, so yeah. um, I think up to this point, it was a lot more uh, straight from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Hymns took their lyrics directly from the Bible. 
and singing, uh, singing just things about God, singing about God, and and I really like those. If you look through our lists, I think most of We've mine got several. are are like that. But I also like uh, some of these that are about the more the more personal experience. Right. Uh, I think it's good to have have both of those. I agree. So that's well, because with the personal experience ones, Christians really can identify with those. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are our top ten hymns. What are your favorite hymns? We'd love to hear from you. Yep. So honorable mentions. Do you have any any that didn't quite make your list? Well, there were some Christmas ones, but we're saving those <laughs> for a Christmas episode. Yeah. All right. So uh, hymns that are honorable mentions. Here we go. How great thou art, hmm. God of our fathers. Sound the Battle Cry. Have you heard of that song? Oh, yeah. We used to sing that one in one of our churches. Nobody seems to know that song. Mm -mm, That's not It's so... It's uh, very martial. Yeah, very martial (laughs) and kind of not majestic, but it's it's fun to sing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure this would be on your list. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't. It's one of your favorite songs, I thought. I really, really like it. And it could go on this list. No problem. I guess I think of it more as uh, what's who is the person who wrote the song? Uh, not the words, the the music. It was uh, classical music, right? Oh, uh, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I just think of it more as classical like, rather than yeah, him. I, okay. I really really like Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. So if you're just going by the music, then yeah, this this would definitely be on the list. And the words are good too. But I guess I guess that's why it didn't make it. But okay, yeah, it it could be. It's definitely an honorable mention. Okay, uh, a couple more for me: "A Shelter in the Time of Storm," mm-hmm. "Battle Hymn of the Republic." Hmm. I don't really like that one for some reason. Like I like you, we said earlier, it's very martial and and just kind of majestic sounding. Mm-hmm. And uh, True. "Hallelujah, What a Savior," mm-hmm. "My one. Savior's Love." I stand amazed in the ah, presence. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the solid rock, the one that you mentioned. Okay, okay. Redeemed, mm-hmm. but the version that's not as common. Oh. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim oh, okay. it. And revive us again. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That is yeah. a good one. So. All right, uh, so my... The ones that just missed, my 11 would have been Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. I like that. Uh, very, very good. And number 12 would have been Blessed Assurance. Mm-hmm. So that one also just missed my list. And then other ones, I uh, already mentioned Almighty Fortress as Our God. That one was an honorable mention. And Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Mm-hmm. Onward Christian Soldiers. Oh, yeah. I really like. And To God Be the Glory. Mm-hmm. And then Victory in Jesus. It's sung. It's sung a lot. It's probably the most sung hymn yeah. in our church. It's probably the most sung hymn when we were in college. But, well, one of the most sung hymns when we were in college. But it's still really, really... It's an oldie but me. a goodie. So, well, that's a good one. Yeah. So, I think that's it. Do you want to tell them how they can contact us? I would love to. So thanks so much for listening. Please let us know what your favorite hymns are. We would love to hear from you. Our email address is tto at coser.us, or you can comment on our website, tto.coser.us. And if you add a slash 18 at the end of that, then you'll be taken directly to the show notes for this website. For this episode. For this episode. Yeah, this episode. Yeah, and you'll be able to listen to all of these hymns, some professional singers. On YouTube. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Our next episode is going to be Top 10 Memories. So tune in for that. That'll be a little glimpse into our lives. Until next time, I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. I sing the mighty power of God. One, two, three. I sing the... One, two, three.
I sing. <laughs> Maybe I could sing this one by myself. Go ahead. I've got it this time. Take six. I <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you even laughing at it? Yeah, <laughs> Just I, I see you make a goofy face and it makes me laugh. <laughs> Why are you even looking at me? I'm trying not to. <laughs> I sing the mighty. mighty. Are you gonna sing? <laughs> yes, I was gonna jump in. I start. I didn't. <laughs> Are you ready to take eight? Look, I didn't start right away because I felt the giggles coming on. But by the fourth word, I was like, "Okay, I've got a master." And then you started to chuckle because you weren't singing at all. You were letting me sing a solo. <laughs> The moon shines full at his command, and all the stars obey. Boom. Nice. Nailed it. First try. Right.